Hit us up on Facebook and Twitter. Download episodes of previous shows. Welcome to the podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to another exciting podcast today. This is the KOP Aftermath Live from Emory University. We're live in our favorite spot, ladies and gentlemen, the library uh, special collections room, of course, with the books behind me. Yes, this is, I I got word today, y'all, that this is the official podcast headquarters where we will premiere our podcast I'm excited for it because it's one of those things where we get to really use uh, the campus. Of course, these swanky books behind me, they're doing it really, really well. Um, Got an email today from one of the librarians and they said, hey, you need to reserve this room. Just make it just make that reservation. So that way it's at ease. You guys could really uh, utilize the space. We just made a reservation. I was a little bit nervous because, you know, a lot of people don't a lot of people shouldn't know about the podcast yet, but some people are finding out about the podcast here on campus, which is great, which is a great thing for me. I'm, I'm not mad at it, but, you know, it's getting publicized and a lot of people are knowing about it. It became an instant hit. If you guys saw my latest Instagram post, of course, KLP Aftermath Live Memory is a instant hit uh, right now. People are listening to it. We're getting these views in and I'm I'm stoked. I'm really happy that this has became a success that you guys really enjoy doing. So we're going to keep up with the train. We're going to keep rolling with the podcast because you guys, the viewers, the fans, you guys have been enjoying the show. And I'm going to make sure that we do really, really well for you guys for the show. So there it is. There's my piece for the opening. There's my happiness starting the show live from the collections room. Now we're going to start off to our fun fact of the day. You guys really been enjoying the fun facts. You know, I've, I've been getting a lot of forums, you, you know, in our podcast, we have a lot of viewers that visit our podcast we, via our WordPress site. And that's where we get a lot of our forums. We get a lot of forums um, that you guys can chime in. You can write into us here um, in my offices, uh, whether it's here at Oxford or in my KLP Entertainment office. You guys really been enjoying what we've been doing with these fun facts. So that's just the thing of it right now. And get this, y'all. This is our next fun fact for KLP Aftermath. Live from Emory with your host, Caleb Kennedy Lucas. The tallest man ever recorded was American giant Robert Watlow from 1918 to 1940, who stood at a whopping 8 feet 11 inches. Get that, get that in, y'all. 8 feet 11 inches. I'm blown. I'm blown away about this because, again, 8 feet 11 inches. 
I, I've never seen that before. I would have loved it. Actually, no, I lied. I've seen something that hyped before. Um, back in 2015, a little story time before we get to our topics. Uh, 2014, uh, 2014, 2015 school year. Um, we, I was at Grayson Technical. Shout out to all my friends from Grayson Technical Program at Grayson High. Shout out to Miss Connors slash Anderson. Um, I remember because we were able to get... Uh, Shaquille O'Neal in the building and let me tell you this guy this guy was huge he was so huge if you think he was huge on tv wait until you see him in person so he if he's somehow listening to the podcast he probably don't remember doing that event he probably really don't because he's so busy but I remember it was Grayson Tech it was a springtime I want to say and Shaquille O'Neal comes in it's small the doors was about this was about this high y'all so he kind of squeezed through the door and stood up straight. And everyone was like, whoa, that man is tall. So I've seen something that tall before. Uh, I can't say, oh, I haven't seen it. Like I just said, I've seen it. I've seen Shaquille, o- Shaquille O'Neal live and to see how tall he was. Oh, my God. Okay, Watlow's size was a result of abnormally enlarged uh, glands. And so abnormally enlarged glands. So... Um, I hope that he wasn't hurting too much. He's, I mean, obviously he is dead, but you know, it, it he was, he was a tall dude. He was very, very tall. So, um, I, that's just, is very fantastic. He was so, so tall for that. I'm stoked about see reading this stuff and finding out this stuff because, you know, these guys, they're tall and here at Emory, I kid you not here at Emory, a lot of people are saying that, you know, you know, you're, they're seeing the basketball players, right? We have basketball players here at Oxford College, Emory University, and those 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 guys. I've seen them because I'm working with the athletics. I've seen them happen. They're tall. They're very very tall. But I, I've seen taller. You know, so it, it you know people are tall. I wasn't. I, I'm blessed with my physique. I'm blessed with my smiles. I'm blessed with a lot of things. But one thing I was not blessed with was to be tall. Um, I, I, I haven't, uh, you know, I haven't been that tall. I have n- never really been that tall. I've been kind of the short guy, but you know, shortness, you know, we're, we're the fastest, we're the quickest when we're short. So that's all I can say on that. If you want to comment below, are you tall or short? I want to know from you guys, how tall you guys really are. So I've seen those basketball players out there, they're doing their thing and they're, they're tall. They're, they're very, very tall, tall men. So, of course, more in Oxford news, ladies and gentlemen, boys and quarrels. Of course, the women's soccer team. Again, we're, we got a topic here for you guys on the podcast. So, for all of you guys who didn't come to hear about Fun Fact, who didn't come to hear about sports, I do have a juicy topic to talk to you guys about on today's show. But I got to talk about these Emory Oxford athletics because this weekend we have a lot going on. Um, tomorrow, and it's kind of a shout out to them too. Tomorrow will be a men's soccer match here at Oxford College. If you are out on campus and you're somehow listening to the podcast, if you have nothing to do on a Saturday, you don't have any classes because classes are not even on Fridays, and today's a Friday, and they don't even have classes on Friday. So you can bet believe that you don't have classes on Saturday. So if you're looking for somewhere to be, in terms of a good Saturday, it's supposed to be a perfect day. Come on out to the men's soccer match tomorrow. I will be there. Uh, we're partially there. Some, uh, most of the games 
working the event, but I will also be there speculating this event because on Tuesday's episode of KLP Aftermath, we are going to be talking about the match. Um, I'm stoked about it. I'm very, very excited to see these matches uh, play a part. Of course, tennis teams are going at it again this Sunday. So again, if you are on the college campus and you got nowhere to be, you really want to just be out, out of your dormitory, out of your room, come out to these games because the engagement is real and these players, they're going in. Of course, the women's soccer team are on the road tonight at Gordon State College. Go Eagles. Of course, the game will be streamed uh, via the link. Of course, there's going to be, they posted a link uh, at the bottom. Of course, it's going to be Gordon State College versus the Oxford Emory Eagles. I'm very excited for them too because as I was walking around campus today, you know, I saw the women's soccer team getting ready to travel to their matchup at Gordon State. So very, very excited for that. Gordon State is a good college. I actually been there, I believe. Shout out to GGC Res Life. I was there. Gordon State when we ho- when they hosted us as the RA convention, the grass convention. I never forget it because you guys can go on our YouTube at KOP Entertainment if you're very interested. But we put together this RA video for Gordon State. And it was it was number one, it was a great turnout because a lot of people love what we were doing. A lot of people enjoy um, the video we put together for them as well for the grass conference at Gordon State. So I actually been to Gordon State, it's a beautiful campus. So I hope that well, best of luck to the women's Oxford Emory Eagles with their matchup uh, for Gordon State. Can't wait for it. Uh, ladies, best of luck to you guys as well. Of course, now we get on to the juiciness. And I'm talking about delivery drivers, y'all, delivery workers, because coming from a delivery aspect, the logistics aspect, I thought this was very appropriate to talk about here on KLP Aftermath, live from Emory. Of course, New York City is the first to pass a legislation protecting food delivery workers. Of course, this is, let me tell you, this is a topic that I'm, I'm excited to talk about, but Delivery, whether it's food, whether it's packages, whether it's your mail, delivery associates have one of the hardest jobs, I got to say, because honestly, my last job, I worked in logistics, I worked in the office, but I was also delivering for our logistics as well. So I know this realm of things. I know how this works and protection. They need protection in all states, in particular here in Georgia, because we all seen it. And I actually uh, shout out to my uh, one of uh, my coworker, my boss now, because on his phone he has ring. Right, everyone has ring. I recently just got my ring from my house, and nowadays you see in Atlanta that a lot of people's packages are getting stolen. A lot of delivery associates are getting threatened out there on the road. So it's actually one of those things that. New York is the first to pass the legislation to to protect food driver delivery workers, but it works for us too. And we need that here in Georgia because now things are getting crazy with the ring. You get all these notifications. I get them. I get the neighborhood watch. And I think that's very important. If you live in a, a community where you have a ring, sign up to that neighborhood watch. I think that subscription is free for the ring.com. If you get a ring, I get the notifications because if something's going wrong in my neighborhood or something's going wrong down the street, I'm able to get access to it. I'm able to see what's going on. So 
I'm glad New York's the first person to do this because now we need that protection more than ever as we turn to the fall season, as we turn to the holiday season um, aspect of things. Of course, New York City passes, uh, excuse me, passes measures to improve working conditions and set minimum pay for people who delivering for companies like Grubhub, DoorDash, and Uber Eats. And we got to say Walmart.com, you got to say Best Buy, and the, the prime, prime kingpin of this is Amazon. So I think they need to incorporate those things too because a lot of people are ordering yeah they're ordering food from doordash uber east and grubhub but sometimes people are ordering food from amazon it may not be hot food that you want to eat right now and then but food uh, like noodles coffee uh, dog food cat food um cereal yes Believe it or not, y'all, I've seen it. Some people order cereal from Amazon. I've delivered cereal to a customer's door from Amazon. So it's out there. It's real. People on Amazon, they're ordering all kinds of craziness. Uh, Lawmakers in New York City passed several bills on Thursday that seek to improve working conditions and set minimum wage for food delivery workers for companies like Grubhub, DoorDash, and Uber Eats, like I just mentioned. This move makes New York City the first to pass sweeping legislation that regulates the delivery industry, which has come under uh, increase uh, scrutiny during the pandemic and the aftermath of Hurricane Ida, of course. And then they listed some some acts here. Here are some of the prote- protections in the bills that delivery service services will need to abide by. Drivers can set a maximum distance per trip uh, per trip they travel. Very very good because traveling is one of the most things that that's very extending more a lot of people are extending more of that um the, a lot of people are extending where companies where you might be set in let's say Gwinnett County that's just the county I'm thinking about Gwinnett County sometimes you got to go all the way to the cab sometimes you sometimes you even got to go to Athens towards the Athens area towards the Noonan area or if you're in Gwinnett you're going to the Carrollton area you're going to North Georgia so they're they're setting the maximum distance that's protected under these drivers and well delivery drivers because they're driving a long way they're driving a long way even in new york city um hopefully georgia has the same thing for sure um they're trying to make sure they're increasing minimum wage and that's one of the things that i can honestly say and i'll say it very loosely because i don't work for this company anymore so i can say this very loosely a lot of logistics companies don't abide by the minimum wage policy or they make it sound like you're getting uh some good money but then they take a lot and i do mean a lot out of taxes for an example i was getting paid i gross net this x amount of dollars but i'm only seeing why a lot of dollars because of the tax range now i get it taxes are real you can't really abide that you can't really change how the way taxes are but a lot of logistics companies they don't want to pay their employees well for the kind of work they do in delivery or logistics aspect of things unless you find another logistics company that cares about the value of their employees so that's one thing that they're in this in this bill. They're trying to make sure that people can make a profitable living with these delivery, whether it's Grubhub, whether it's Uber Eats, whether it's DoorDash or 
walmart.com or amazon because nowadays a lot of people are ordering a lot of craziness on these sites it may be a lot of work for the delivery associate and they don't get paid quite enough with the amount of work that they do now a lot of people are still practicing social distancing a lot of people don't want to go out to eat a lot of people don't want to go to a store to pick up that item guess what they're doing they're ordering from online they're getting it from amazon.com they're getting it from walmart they're getting it from grubhub they're getting it from uber eats instacart all these delivery apps they're getting it pretty much their whole life they're getting it offline and that creates a overflow of of inventory overflow of logistic needs that need to be dealt with and they may not have enough employees so they depend on the current employees that they have they overwork them and then now they're tired out and they don't even get paid enough so you guys can see you know there's a constant um gap i want to say a constant gap about treating delivery associates the same courtesy as you would if you worked in an office um flu food delivery apps can't charge carriers uh for payment of their wages and they have to pay delivery workers at least once a week which is pretty good i mean i've never done doordash i never done uber eats or Uber or Lyft or anything that's causing me to deliver by myself. Even though I see the commercials, a lot of people say that these commercials are good and it's, you know, they think it's 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 good livable wage, but sometimes it's not. It's not a livable wage to where they get paid enough. So you might see a lot of people go out and doing this part-time, super part-time um so that way they can make ends meet. So I'm guessing this is a way uh, at least once a week people are getting paid so that way there's more cash flow coming in. Drivers can choose not to accept trips over bridges or in tunnels. I understand the I, I don't I don't understand the over bridge part, but in tunnels I, I get it. If you order something and you want it for people to drop it off in, in a tunnel, that's a safety issue because you don't know what's in that tunnel. That might be a serial killer that's in that tunnel. So I understand that. Over the bridge, I, I don't really get that one. And the last note I want to make, apps need to provide the driver uh, before a trip begins with a food pickup location, destination, and the estimate time and distance. This is really good too because a lot of drivers are depending on their gas. A lot of people are depending on their car, their reliable car that they have. They have to put in their own gas and they have to have the strength to drive this vehicle all across town. So it's good that they're letting the driver see the time the distance, the location, so that way they can map out their route so they know to say, okay, this is decent. I can take this route. Oh, no, I can't take this. My car can't handle that my, that much of distancing. So some people are using their old, you know, clunker car because that's just what they have. A lot of people might be using their newer cars. I've seen DoorDash guy deliver his car in his Mercedes-Benz. I don't understand why. Because if you're driving a Mercedes-Benz, why are you doing DoorDash? Maybe it's just some extra flow for them. I can't knock this hustle. I just never understood that, but I've seen it happen, y'all. I've seen it happen. New York City, you probably won't see that much of it because, you know, you're in New York City. So you might have the delivery person on a bike or just walking because you don't really need a car for that instance. So I really do hope they pass this also in Georgia because, again, I think a lot of us, a lot of us here in Atlanta, uh, when, we're, when I used to work delivery, and logistics side of things, we got treated not fairly. We got treated 
poorly. We got treated poorly by the company. We didn't get paid that good kind of money because the taxes came out. So I really do hope they open that up for uh, Georgia as well, because there's a lot of people that's delivering to this day. I can name a few friends that are delivering right now because it's their that's their job, but they don't get paid that much because of the taxes. And that's that's my spiel on that, because, you know, them taxes come out, y'all. They come out. So hopefully you guys enjoyed today's show. That's going to wrap it up here. KLP Aftermath. Now, remember, we will not be podcasting tomorrow. Tomorrow will be Saturday. We'll be in the games and doing other things. And of course, we're shutting down Sunday and Monday. So Tuesday will be when we have our next episode of KLP Aftermath live from Emory. So hopefully you guys enjoyed today's show. Please remember to leave a like, subscribe, and comment if you're somehow watching our video version of the podcast on YouTube and Daily Motion at KLP Entertainment. And please share this podcast with your friends, families, your coworkers, students, uh, students of Emory, Oxford College, share this with your friends so that way that this number one does exist and we're getting the word out there for the college campus as well. So that's going to wrap it up. KLP Aftermath with your host, KLP Kennedy Lucas. Hopefully you guys enjoyed today's show. As always, remember to stay safe and stay swanky. today's show please head over to itunes give us a rating and leave a review please be advised that this podcast is meant for educational and informational purposes only and is in no way a replacement for legal or medical advice the opinions contained within are solely those of the interviewers and interviewees and should be received as so Those seeking help or advice are encouraged to obtain professional legal and medical services.